Manimal here. It's Thursday, September 14th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to go around the AL West, update the standings and all the news and happenings going on there. We're also going to talk about the Rangers news and notes. We've got the box scores from the last couple of nights with Toronto, and we're going to preview today with the Blue Jays. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. And you can find us on our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, one word. Yeah, buddy. And man, 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 we are riding high right now with the Rangers on a five game winning streak. Couldn't be more excited. I know for sure my co host, the 300 pound manimal, AKA Bull, the man with the beard. That has its own area code up there in uh, up there in Keller somewhere, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere's up there in the mid cities area. Buddy, how you doing and where can they find you on socials? Well, technically it's Bedford. There we go. Yeah, yeah, but I guess the area code would be the whole the whole Tarrant County thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm doing good. We got we got some not so savory news yesterday, but uh, I think we also got some 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 good news if there is good news to losing a quality player, mm. um, because that quality player will be here again next year. But we're going to talk about that later. Um, right now, I'm just going to tell everybody that uh, my social media is Twitter Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred. And then both Facebook and TikTok will pro. And that's pro P R O U G H. Yeah, and that is uh that's X now. Are you are you X? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know you do something for 14 years, uh you, you just get used to calling it one thing. I yeah. know it's weird whenever you hit like the retweet and it's like, do you want to repost this? Mm. Mm. Uh, it's weird, but we're we're getting by. We're surviving. But uh, what are they gonna like? What if they change Facebook to like P? You know, like like uh, <laughs> or like like or like like hashtag or like some kind of number instead, like right. three. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I guess so, so. And I guess if at that point it would be uh it would be sold, and then I guess you know. The, the Facebook equivalent of Elon Musk would do whatever they want to do. Like, so I don't know who, who invented like the Chevy Volt. Is that who's going to buy Facebook? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strong possibility. So we have definitely, uh, thanks to me, uh, gone down a rabbit hole that has nothing to do with baseball, but let us talk about baseball. So Rangers jump right into the American league West Rangers, just trail Houston by game. And on this show, Look, we can talk about wild card when that time comes. Right now, we want to get what's rightfully ours back, and we want to get that division lead back. Uh, Rangers trail by one uh, over under over Houston. No, they trail by one. Houston leads them by one game. Uh, we are leading the wild card by a half a game over Seattle now. 
and then one and a half games against Toronto. So a little bit of vindication against a, a, I guess a rival in the Blue Jays, which is kind of just a weird thing altogether. It's wild to think that how big of a rivalry that was in 2015 and 16 and 17, especially 16 after the, after the 2015 playoff series, um, it looked like the Rangers were going to just roll that thing, and then the next thing you know, Batista's hitting a three-run bomb, and and uh, Elvis Andrews is dropping every baseball that's ever been thrown to him, and and next thing you know, the the Blue Jays are moving on to the ALCS, and the Rangers are going home, and and you got Rugnet Odor punching Joey Bats in the face because, well, Joey Bats got mad that he got hit and tried to take it out on little Rugnet Odor. So, yeah, well, Rugi uh, told us about that. Yeah, man, and it's been it's been kind of a rivalry since then. I mean, I try to make it out to a a Blue Jays game once a year, and and it and it helped that at the time of the rivalry, I mean, I was spending a lot of time with some Canadians that uh, it felt like it, it you know it that felt it made it made it funner, you know, or more fun. Funners, whatever the more correct, fun. whatever the correct English is, right there. A funner, but uh, yeah, so, so uh, it's been a fun rivalry for several years, and I don't think it has the intensity behind it that it used to. But that kind of picked up this week mm-hmm. again because uh, um, both teams are vying for a playoff spot, and uh, it's kind of flip flopped since the start of the series. Yeah, yeah, Rangers, I mean, just have been strong in this then, Blue Day series. And then on top of that, our, our our good buddies out there in Oakland, they did us a couple of favors. Yeah. And, uh, um, the Angels did us a nice favor on Monday night, and uh, they they couldn't get one yesterday, which that was a pretty decent game for you know. I'm watching the uh, free game of the day on MLB TV yesterday mm-hmm. was the Mariners and Angels, um, but uh, you know. A good week so far for the Rangers. They've got one more tonight at Toronto, and then they'll work their way down or back across the border into Cleveland for some games with uh, the former Engines, mm. the current Guardians. Mm. And uh, it should be an interesting, uh, interesting weekend. It's a team that they swept coming out of the All-Star break, and uh, the, the, the Guardians have really struggled since the since uh um they made the decision mm, to yeah. swipe up all of the pitching that got put on the waiver wire on September 1st so you know i mean it is what it is i hear it's terry francona's last uh last ride as manager of the guardians so you know, this will be the last time we face Terry Francona until a couple of years from now when someone talks him on to coach it again. Absolutely. So let's jump into just a little bit more news on the Rangers. So their uh, minor league affiliates down east wins uh, their first game. Hickory loses their first game uh, in the uh, in these minor league playoffs that uh, are kind of heating up. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how some of these players respond to some pressure. Yeah, real quick with uh, Down East, uh, you got five full innings from Brock Porter. Uh, he did give up a couple of runs, but overall, really nice start from him. 
And uh, Jose Cordiel may have taken a loss in that Hickory game, but man, is he something fun to watch? I mean, the strikeouts alone are worth the the price of admission on this guy, and and he's going to be a real asset to this farm system and uh, possibly the Rangers within the next couple of years, especially with him being a Hickory. He'll probably start the year next year at Frisco, and we'll have something to be excited about with him and him and the, the resurgence of Jack Leiter and 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 some of these young kids from Hickory that we're going to see between, you know, Acker and, and Stefan that are both already up and, and uh, some of these young kids from, that we've talked about so many times that are going to be good pieces. And, uh, you know, we talked about Hickory was going to be stacked in the pitching department the first half of the season. That didn't really go so well, but since the since that second half of the season, they really turned things around. And, and uh, you know, they got to go on the road, and they're going to have to beat the uh, Greenville Drive a couple of times in their barn. But, uh, you know, the pitching can do it, and they've got that matchup, and uh, the Woodies will come home, and they got uh, they got to split one and, and get one to, to move on from the, uh, the old Carolina Mudcats. I think that's, like, one of the most famous minor league teams, right? Like the, the, of course. The, of course, the old school Mudcat hats or people who didn't even know what the Carolina Mudcats were were wearing those guys. Yeah, they were popular back in the day. Um, so let's transfer or pivot back into the MLB squad. So Leody Tavares was a scratch, a last minute kind of scratch yesterday. Didn't get in the game. From what I heard on the broadcast was that he had like a sore, I think, left hand. And I'm not quite sure what that would have been from. But, uh, you know, Evan Carter filled in pretty good. Well, you know, uh, I, I didn't get a chance. I wasn't I had the broadcast down. I had some friends over last night. So I was kind of watching, watching the touchdown and field goal go up. Uh, not with the sound on, you know, so I didn't get the chance to hear uh, uh, Leslie McCaskin, McClaskin with her uh, um, update on Tavares. So I'm glad that you got to hear that because I was wondering why he was a scratch and didn't hear anything on, or didn't see anything on Twitter uh, or, or, or X, X, sorry, X. Yes. The big X, but I didn't see anything uh, saying anything about it. So I'm guessing that it's probably pretty mild and that uh, we should see Tavares back in the lineup sometime this weekend. Okay. Awesome. Well, and I'm excited about that because again, guys got a big arm, great player having a great season and he's in the midst of one of the hottest streaks of this season right now. So you want to get that back in the lineup as fast as possible. Yeah. He's been able to put up multi-hit games on a pretty regular basis lately. Um, so let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Um, our big acquisition at the trade. Well, I say big, but I mean, I think Jordan Montgomery's probably been the biggest acquisition thus far. All thing, all due respect, but, um, our biggest name acquisition was Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. Uh, high drama in the game a couple nights ago. And come to find out, Max Scherzer has a strain in his teres major. So that's the muscle that's kind of right underneath. So it's like if you were to, if you had your armpit, it's like right behind your armpit uh, on your back. And so that's where he was getting that feedback from the tricep was he had like that strain in that teres major and then that was causing the tricep to, to kind of spasm and whatnot. And it's not good news. It's never good news, but, but it's not an injury that is going to shut him down 
possibly for the playoffs, nor in my big concern was I didn't want him shut. I mean, if, if we lose him this year for whatever reason, I hate it, but we got him on, on tap for $43 million next year. And we need him. Well, I didn't want to hear that he was going to be down for the duration of his contract and we just not get to see him at all. I don't think this is a major injury. I just think it's a big precaution to make sure that he's ready for the playoffs. Well, and, and like, uh, like, uh, I had read that uh, a couple of guys, what was it, last year or two years ago, maybe 2020, I think it was, that's the same injury that Jose LeClerc had. And they just shut him down for the season, but it was easy to shut somebody down for the season in 2020 Mm. when you have, like, four wins on the whole season. Yeah. So it's easy to, like, just shut somebody down. It's a 60-game season. I think that's the same injury that Kluber had when he was playing, when he was here with the Rangers. Um, it didn't seem like it affected those guys post, um, shutting it down and cutting it down. Um, I saw that Leclerc was eight weeks, but at the same time, I mean, we're also talking about a year where they're going to pick second in the draft the next year, as opposed to a year where the playoffs are on the line coming up. So I don't know. I I saw a reevaluation in two weeks. Mm Um, you, you know, I mean, things can change. Things can be different in two weeks that, 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 you know, I mean, I've, I've had plenty of back injuries that I didn't feel like I could, I could wrestle in a week. And then by the time the week rolls around, uh, you know, I'm there to, to wrestle and, and, you know, so, you know, I can't, I can't say that as far as Scherzer goes, I don't know a hundred percent of the extent of the injury, but, uh, you know, everything I was kind of reading was mild. So, you know, maybe in two weeks they reevaluate him. Everything's looking good. He's feeling fine. They can maybe ramp him up to maybe get him ready for a, a second postseason series if they can get through the first one. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the most optimistic. And, again, I wouldn't – knowing Max Scherzer, after hearing him on interviews, like, I, 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 I don't trust him to gauge himself because he's just going to, like, go out there and do it anyway. So uh, yeah. he's a guy – and you love that. Like, I absolutely love that. He's that that much – that's why we like him. That's why he's great. Uh, so let's hope the best for that injury and that we get to see him in and the playoffs. And if not, we get to see him in 2024. And real quick, that coinciding move that the Rangers made to uh, fill that roster spot on the 26-man – or 28-man right now was Jonathan Hernandez. Yeah, and let's hope that he can respond. If not, I'm sure there's a couple yeah, of the AAA that are ready to take that slot if he's not ready for it. Yeah, I have a feeling that if Jonathan Hernandez can't uh, can't get it together this time, that you know the, the I don't know. You don't like you don't you never like giving up on a big arm like his. So yeah. I don't want to say for sure that he'd be. DFA'd and they'd make room for someone else, but I, I just don't know where they're at with Hernandez, especially with bullpen hands being so year to year. Mm-hmm. And we saw the electricity last year and the and in twenty twenty when he was healthy. So you wanna you wanna get that guy right and hope that you can get something out of him in the bullpen because that's the type of guy that can be a seventh inning, eighth inning type guy for you in the future. Um, you know, you can't take one year of struggling with a, a bullpen hand and like, you know, claim that's him because you know we've seen it before. 
and there's no and there's a good chance that we'll see it again and you know if, if he can get everything together he's that type of guy that can he can pitch in those late inning situations with his arm he's just got to find that strike zone and be consistent in there yep and speaking of the pitching moving on to the rotation let's take a quick vote uh i vote andrew heaney goes back into the rotation to replace max scherzer I would imagine that it would be Heaney too, unless they really, really dig what he's going to get, be able to give them out of the bullpen. And then my thought process would go to Cody Bradford. Cody Bradford. The Rangers have options. They've also got more. Yeah, Perez. and then they've also got yeah Perez. And and we talked about this in the middle of the season. You know, Perez is one of those guys that at any moment he could turn it completely around and be the guy that he was last year. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's do a quick segue and start talking about these box scores because, man, are these things going to be fun. But first, let's go ahead and talk. Let's uh, let's tell the, the tell our audience about what's going on on October 6th. Yeah, October 6th. We've been talking about it now for almost two months. It's uh, it's right around the corner. We're getting close and it's till the end. Till the end. Matt War Pro presents till the end. It's going to be the first ever. Cowtown cage match between Damo McCullough and Brent McKenzie. Now, this thing has been brewing for over a year now. It started in a record store, and it's going to end in a cage. And that's just, you know, that's wrestling right there. Yeah, yeah. If there was ever anything that was wrestling, that's wrestling. It started in a record store, and it's going to end in a cage. And, you know, I got my money on Big Damo. It's all, you know... I got uh, I got the weekend to spend with Big Damo and get his head right for this thing and uh, and hopefully when we come away from this thing, Big Damo will still be that Trinity River Heritage champion and that uh, you know uh, we'll we'll kind of see the end of Brent McKenzie. But I, I don't think that would ever be the case, anyways, because you can't kill cockroaches from what <laughs> I gather. And but there's a there's going to be, uh, I believe, eight big matches. Um, I did. I think we talked about all of them at one point. We did just add Dante Leone and Izzy James to the card a couple of days ago. Dante Leone is a big time star over in Noah, for uh, the in Japan. Which, if anybody knows anything about wrestling, that's most wrestlers' goals is to get overseas and be successful over there. If they're not doing it domestically, and good on him for doing that. Good local boy and uh, I'm proud of what his accomplishments over there and uh, glad to have him at Matt War Pro this coming uh, October, this uh, coming month in October 6th. But uh, it's going to be a big time. Just gonna be out there. We're going to have Big Dogs Hot Dogs, Kelly's Onion Burgers, Starry's Ice Cream, and Martin House Brewing all in the house. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a big night. The Ridgely Theater, just a couple of miles west of downtown Fort Worth, out there on Interstate Highway 30 and Camp Bowie Boulevard. So join us for a big show. Friday, October 6th, Matt War Pro, till the end. Well, man, let's get into these box scores. I am super pumped about it. The Rangers, I mean, these. this is when it's fun, uh, when we're winning. So uh, on on Tuesday night, we had a, we had a, we had a, let's see, sorry, we had a. Rangers Scherzer, six, Blue Jays three. Yeah, six, Max three. This is the Max Scherzer game. Uh, Scherzer was looking hot, man. He was looking good. Um, 
through five innings, gave up no runs, two Ks. But, man, then all of a sudden, but the Rangers still found a way. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's the name of the game. And, and you were saying the Rangers winning, you know, uh, the world only loves you when you win. Yeah. So when, you, uh, when you're winning, the whole world loves you. And when you're losing, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, that the whole world could care less about you. And uh, um, Max Scherzer gave him a, a really good start. He looked like he was rolling into the sixth and, uh, you know, you got to make the smart decision right there. Not only as uh, as the rate he wanted the ball back, but Heim was like, "Whoa, bro, we we ain't doing this. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna just end your career right out here because we're winning a baseball but game and I, rolling." Can I interject yeah. real quick? So, Please. what about the what about the the evolution? Or two, we've talked a lot about Josh Young just kind of taking the reins as a rookie. But Jonah Heim has done a lot of that too. I mean, just well, seeing him do that—that's Max Scherzer, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's a Hall of Famer, and the man, yeah. he was like, he just took—he just took the reins there. I thought that was kind of a kind of a moment. Yeah, and it's a it's a good moment to see because we're talking Jonah Heim is what a second year catcher, you know. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not now. He has made tons of leaps and bounds this year by not only being great behind the plate but being good at the plate and and becoming an all-star and like coming into his own but yeah it's still Max Scherzer but he he knew he knew that even though that was still Max Scherzer that they had to get him right and there there was no reason to uh, you know risk any serious injury uh in a game where I think the score was six nothing when he left maybe it was five it was just two actually when he left uh no three they had they had pushed it out to three nothing right before the mm-hmm. bottom half of that sixth, but um, it, you know it's a smart decision. Um, you you got to do what you got to do right there, and there's no point of risking something that turns into Tommy John. Um, and and you know the bullpen picked him up. Leclerc did bit. give up a run. <laughs> yeah, Leclerc did give up a run. Brock get Brock Burke gave up his run. Um, but once they got it settled down, uh, Chapman did hang a slider in the ninth. Um, but uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was the old mustache. What's his name? Schneider. Yeah, he's been yeah. some. Yeah, yeah, Schneider. Yeah, he's a he's a good hitter, and yep. uh, Chapman fell behind two zero and tried to get him over with a slider, and uh, um, no one in the building was fooled with that slider. And uh, he he hit it a ton, but other than that, he started throwing two seam and four seam fastballs again after that. And mm-hmm. There wasn't doing. But like we said, you know, when when Chapman is in the strike zone, he's damn near unhittable. Um, yep. But when he falls behind hitters, that's where he gets in trouble. And yep. that's the same case in point. Now, luckily, it wasn't a one run ball game, and they were in a position to where. Um, if they gave up another run right there, no big deal. Wasn't even a safe situation. But uh, if if you ask me, I want to see I want to see Chappie throw more two seamers and more four seamers, and uh, um, you know, rocking that ninety seven to a hundred and two. Right, right. Well, lineup wise, um, Corey Seager. Man, Good day. Yeah. Well, lineup wise, Corey Seager just continues to to scorch the baseball and it's just it's just something to watch it and now finally 
we're talking about him as a possible MVP candidate, which he has been all year. Well, we've been talking about it all year, but now he's finally getting to those at-bats that uh, you need to have in order to be qualified for league leaders. And, you know, he's getting to that point now. He's still sitting 300, 400, 600, which is outrageous. Um, but yeah, no, it seems like every day you look at the, you look at the, uh, scorecard or the box score and, and Corey Seager's just doing something outrageous and, you know, same thing. Uh, yeah, he had a couple of doubles, uh, a single and a walk, uh, keep that on base percentage up over 400. And, um, took the double feed from, from, uh, his teammate, Nathaniel Lowe. Well, and then I think Nathaniel Lowe might have taken it back last night. Yeah. Well, also, sure. we'd be remiss to not talk about – obviously, we've talked about Jonah Heim and his uh, resurgence at the plate. But Robbie Grossman, man, he's kind of been – he's kind of been the guy. Like, like he's been that guy that has stepped up huge in this series specifically. And, man, what a great signing he turned out to be. Well, and, you know, I mean, he's had his struggles this year. And, and we've all we've talked about this on the show. You put it on paper, and Robbie Grossman is not that great of a ball player. But you right. put him in the batter's box against left-handed pitchers, and Robbie <laughs> Grossman is that kind of ball player. Yeah. And he's gotten some he's gotten some lefties this week uh, against the uh, Blue Jays, and he has flat out feasted. He's got a couple of home runs. He's been walking at a regular clip at this point. I mean, his on-base percentage in this series has got to be somewhere close to 500. And, you know, like, that's all you can ask for when you're looking at a lineup where you're hitting Robbie Grossman third. Yeah. And, like, that's not exactly ideal. You think Bochy's looking at his scorecard every day and going, oh, thank God I get to put Robbie Grossman in here at the three-hole. No, he's absolutely not feeling that way. He'd much rather have Adolis Garcia or Josh Young against left-handed hitters in that 3-4 hole. I get it. Um, But that's not what they've got right now. They've got Robbie Grossman, and, you know, Robbie Grossman has been a big catalyst in what the success they've had over this five-game roadie and or this five-game winning streak. And, I mean, you can't, you can't say enough good things about him right now because we've said, we've said it all year. Maybe, it does, maybe his numbers aren't great. Maybe he's hitting 237. Maybe his on-base percentage. But his on-base percentage is somewhere around three for the season. So it's mm-hmm. not like he's not one. He's one of those guys, you know. 330. Yeah, I mean, that's everybody on base percentage should be 100 points higher than your batting average. Then Robbie Grossman goes out and does it, and there's like an excuse why he's not that same type of player that Joey Gallo is at the plate or whatever for having an on base percentage 100 points higher than your batting average. So, you know, I'm not saying that Robbie Grossman, look, I've said it all year. I don't know. I don't know that Robbie Grossman is a good player, but when you get him in the batter's box, he's competitive. Well, let me give you a couple of quick stats on Robbie Grossman. In this this year versus left-handed pitching, he's slashing 321, 415, and 557 for a 972 ops. So he can obviously hit left-handed pitching. And in the month of September, very similar from whatever side of the plate he's on, 323, 452, with a 613 slug and a 1,065 ops. So he can hit left-handed pitching, and he can hit in September. 
And this is exactly what we need right now, and we'll take it. Yeah, because, man, when we talk about box score number two or box score number three from that series, we're going to talk about Robbie Grossman again. And, you know, the well, men. Box score number three. I want to say real quick, though, in that game, it's, it, it's been a long time since we saw Rangers hitting four for nine with runners in scoring position. Mm. And yeah. to have three RBIs with uh, two outs. Mm, that's that team position. we know. Yeah, and and both Jankowski, Seeger came through uh, in that situation. Uh, so it, it was good to see that. Uh, three more, three, four extra base hits. Um, and, and they're just, they're cooking, you know, like yep. it, they're starting to cook. Everything's starting to come together. The Rangers are playing good baseball and, you know, they're getting it from everybody. Absolutely. So, Jumping into that second box score and, and just making note real quick before I turn it over, Josh Smith has also started to hit a little bit, which is great because we we need him to be more of a contributor on offense. And, but And he's doing it off the bench too, which is another yep. big thing. Yep, so Rangers take this third game. 10-zip, um, I mean, obviously the hitting and everything gets all the attention, but Jordan Montgomery was – flawless absolutely outstanding and man just talk about stepping up when we needed it on the road um i mean man you can't say enough about this pitching staff last night five hits overall so uh really hats off to them the offense could have just scored one run and it we'd have won the game but the offense did a heck of a lot more well And, like, here's the thing, right? We say that the offense could have just scored one run and everything would have been all right. But, like, if there had been just one run up there, you know, things would have been completely different. Who knows? But So I'll take the 10. And, uh, you know, what we talked about with the last game, team running, team hitting with runners in scoring position. So four for seven there. So now in their last two games, they're – Eight for 16, which is a, a paltry 500 with runners in scoring position over Woo! the last couple of games. And, and you're starting to see it in the results in the ball games. You know, you're starting to see those things. And uh, first of all, Montgomery did a fantastic job. He got a couple of really big double plays when he needed them. Uh, didn't strike out a whole lot of guys. He was looking, he was pitching to contact and and he was getting weak contact and getting weak contact right at people. And uh, you know he he was he flowed for seven really strong innings yesterday. And uh, you know that that's what you went out there and got him for. And you know, I mean, don't think those dudes in the locker room for the Rangers weren't bummed whenever they found out Max Scherzer wasn't going to be back for the rest of the regular season too, because, you know, but they put that aside. They went out there and they realized that hey, Max Scherzer only contributes to this thing once every five days, everything else that he does contribute contribution wise, he's going to still be able to do. Right. You know, he's going to be able to help Montgomery. He's going to help Eovaldi. He's going to be able to help that pitching staff. He's going to be able to see things that they're not seeing. He's going to be like a second, like like really at this point, like a third pitching coach because right. they already got Maddox. DeGrom's on the bench helping in any way that he can possibly help. And Scherzer's helping in any way that he can possibly help. So now, uh, man, I wish that any way that they could possibly help was every fifth day on the hill. Right. But that's not the case right now. So that you got to 
get from them what you can. And if they can see little things with John Gray and Jordan Montgomery and Andrew Heaney and Martin Perez and guys that we need to get back on track. And Perez has been doing a really good job out of the bullpen. So it's hard to think that, you know, like I think that it would be hard to move him off of that bullpen, especially after Heaney had just given you extended innings. And he's probably stretched out a little bit more because uh, Perez hasn't thrown 50 pitches and now almost a month and a half. Yeah. And let's right. hop back over. We just mentioned Robbie Grossman. How about the Robbie Grossman home run where he, I don't know what you call it, a little bat flip and then the, the cocky little thing, man, I, I loved it. Loved it. it was beautiful. Well, you know, you hit a ball over that bullpen out there. You could flip your bat however you want. <laughs> man, like that's what, uh, didn't we just, I just read, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies manager had said something about uh, we 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 try to act like we've been there before when uh, talking about the Braves having some celebrations. Well, if you're winning your division on September 11th, uh huh, you you can be a little bit cocky if you've well, already Braves, got that thing. I mean, the Braves have been there. <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest, man. I mean, if you don't like it, stop it. Yeah. As much as I didn't like Jose Batista flipping his bat in that playoff game, sure. I mean, dude, he just hit a monster bomb off of one of yeah. the best relief pitchers in, in the game that year. Yep, yep, do something about it. But, yeah, uh, you so, hit a bowling ball that far, you deserve your, your flowers. Yeah, Evan Carter had another big night um, as well with a couple of hits. Nate Lowe and Garver had the big shots. Uh, yeah, Garver, man. Garver with the three-run Jimmy Jack, uh, to quote the great Eric Nadell, and the same thing from Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe also added another another hit there, too. I want to say. The, 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 that was probably uh, the biggest bomb I've seen Nate Lowe hit. I mean, he hit a freaking bullet off the center field wall, man. I mean, yeah, you heard, was, did you hear the bang? I don't know if you had your volume up. No, but, I didn't have the volume up. Oh, dude, it hit that run. thing, and it was like kaboom. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like that thunder and lightning storm going on right outside our house right now. Yes, absolutely. It yeah. was like a big – yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, Rangers wrap up a 10-zip win uh, in Toronto. We got one more coming up. Uh, you got anything more to say about this game before real I talk quick, about the minor leaguers? Just real quick, really impressive two out at bat by Evan Carter to get another run home there. I mean, I know that it was whatever the score was or whatnot, but really nice at bat from him to get that one, you know, and they just piled on. They did what we talked about. You pile on. Um, still still waiting to see Jonathan Ornelas get his first hit, but I think he's going to get a chance to hit against lefties, and and we'll just uh, watch from there. Uh, the Rangers, they've, they've wrapped up the, the season series with Toronto. They've also wrapped up this series with Toronto. Uh, don't know what the lineup will look like tonight, but I told our good buddy Stu Stone that I'd that I'd try and get Bochi to put like Jankowski and Austin Hedges and those guys in there so they can at least leave this series kind of feeling okay. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Nope. I think they're going to be looking for that sweep tonight. No, they need. We need it. We need they that. Can pick, they they can pick up it. a half game on both Houston and Seattle. Um, with a win today, and they need that because both those teams are idle. So, uh, yep. pretty much from here on in, you can you can talk about them minor league guys. Yeah, we, we want to be breathing. For... We don't. Yeah, we want to be breathing down their neck. Yeah. So let me tell you guys, man. So Rangers first round pick White Langford, 
is really probably all the buzz in baseball minor league in general because of his just rocket ascension through the minors uh, this year. And he's, I mean, this is his, it's not even really his first full year in pro baseball and he's been just scorching. So uh, Uh, as the, as the, uh, as the experts would say, he's been pissing on the ball. Something like that. (laughs) Hitting, hitting, hitting those. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. So if you want to hear us talk about Wyatt Langford, uh, if you want to hear us talk about Sebastian Walcott, you want to hear us talk about Owen Barfight White, then uh, you need to subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we talk about this Rangers minor league system and really this promising Rangers minor league system. This is the future of this team. This is what's going to sustain any kind of dynasty that the Rangers are trying to build. It's going to come from from these guys, and you've seen a ton of them already this year making contributions all throughout the lineup from Leody Tavares to Evan Carter to Dane Dunning. Uh, they're just, they're, they're all over the place and, and we wouldn't be where we were, we are without them. And so if you want to get a glimpse into the future, go to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. One word. Or go to our website. Oh, that is our website. Or go to our Spotify page and you can subscribe there. It's just $1.99 a month for all things Rangers. You could be your one-stop shop. So go subscribe today. Let's preview this. Let's uh, let's preview this big matchup. This final game against Toronto. Um, it's a it's a big one. It's an important one. And uh, let let's do this thing. I think tonight we're, we got a we, we got a pretty good matchup. Pretty good pitching matchup tonight. Yep. Uh, um, Nate Eovaldi is going to be going for the Rangers, and he's uh, just working his way back. But uh, this should be the first opportunity to see him uh, extended a little bit. Yep. He'll be opposed by um, Kevin Gosman, the strikeout specialist for the Toronto Blue Jays that they gave a little bit of money to a couple of years ago. Um, and he does what he does. He strikes batters out. He's got 60 more strikeouts or 50 more strikeouts than innings pitched. And, uh, um, you know, you can get him occasionally, but when you get him, you got to get him. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out here, man. If there's anything else you got to say before we jump off. No, just uh, remember tonight, uh, Hickory and Down East will both be in action in the uh, Carolina and Sally League uh, playoffs, respectfully. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I would say tonight the, this start from Nathan Eovaldi is probably one of the most important starts of the year for the Rangers because we need this guy down the stretch. So be sure to tune into the game. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. You can check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTB. Don't go to our website if you want. TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. On there, you can subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys, just $1.99 a month for all things Rangers minor league system. And for the 300-pound manimal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the Boys, signing out.